Let's it fly. Welcome to the Seeing Red Podcast. That's right, that's right. It is another edition here of the Seeing Red Podcast. My name is Troy Moriello and I am your host, as always, bringing you up to date and up to speed on all things St. John's basketball. Tonight we recap an 84-73 loss for the Red Storm at the hands of the Xavier Musketeers. It's a disappointing loss for the Red Storm. It's a another frustrating home loss for the Red Storm when they were favored by a few points as, uh, as big favorites. But at the end of the day, it's not a terribly surprising home loss for the Red Storm. I'm going to do my best here to break it down. Uh, no guests tonight. I'm just going to do kind of a quick show. Uh, for you guys tonight. I was not able to watch this game with my usual laser focus because I was in class. If you follow uh, this podcast at all, you know that I take graduate classes. So uh, I was in class from 6.30 to about 8. So I really, I put the last five minutes on the radio when the game was over. But I was watching on my phone uh, for about the first 35 minutes of, of game time. So I was watching, but, you know, it's not a lecture class that I was in, so I was able to kind of watch a good amount. But, you know, I'm not – how how closely are you really following something when you're watching it on your phone? I have trouble watching sports on my phone in general. So I'm not going to really get into a whole game recap so much, uh, you know, player performances like we usually do, things like that. I'm more so going to talk about the outlook – uh, you know, for the season and going forward now for the Red Storm and just, you know, an abbreviated version of the podcast. And it's like a half episode, basically, of the podcast tonight. But it is an 84 to 73 loss. And, you know, I don't think I needed to be watching incredibly close to tell you what the story was in this game. I think everyone would agree it's felt eerily, annoyingly similar to the story that we saw play out uh, at home against DePaul back in January and then at home against Providence at the Garden a couple weeks ago where, you know, inferior opponent at home, St. John's is coming off a big win and they lay a clunker. Although the Providence came out, they were not coming off a big win. But, you know, laying a clunker basically in a game that they should have won. Um... You know, we've seen this story before. We kind of know how the game goes. St. John's gets out of the gate slow, as they did in this one. They kind of cut the lead a little bit at halftime to make you think that they're going to make it be, be able to make a run and pull it out in the second half. And they kind of never really threatened in the second half. Although, I'll give them credit in this game. They did, uh, you know, make a nice little comeback. But in the end of the day, they were never really, you know, seriously threatening in the second half of this game against Xavier and you know in all three of these games they were missing one of their starters uh, in this case Mustafa Heron for a second straight game so that's a little bit concerning but at the end of the day we know how the story goes you know I understand the frustration from Red Storm fans but if you're if you're like me and you're a pessimistic fan you kind of saw this coming so I've kind of learned uh, this season to not get too terribly upset when they uh, when they lay an egg like they did tonight, you know. And at the end of the day, they're in the NCAA tournament already, so it's nothing to get crazy uh, annoyed or frustrated about. But I will I'll get to all that in a second. You know, I'm not terribly surprised though, as I said about this loss, and that's for three reasons. The first is you know, this team just doesn't handle winning well. You know, as I said, when they come off of big wins, they usually follow them up with frustrating losses. That's been their MO all season. So, 
you know, this is a team that just they don't you know they don't carry wins over. They don't carry momentum over in general, bad or good momentum. They just don't carry it over. You know, you never know what you're going to get from this team when they step on on the floor. So you know, I kind of assumed that we'd seen this this story play out two or three times before the season, coming after after a big win, following up with a with a dud loss, and that's exactly what happened tonight. So, you know, I think that we all could have kind of seen this one coming. Uh, this performance coming at least for the Red Storm. You know, the second reason is uh, Mustafa Heron being out. You know, Heron, I'm a little bit concerned now with that knee. I think all of us are, especially given this uh, program's recent history with knee injuries to, you know, one of its star players and lingering knee injuries. And, you know, I think we're all a little bit concerned that maybe it's a little bit more serious than is being led on. I, I hope not. I pray not. But uh, hopefully Mustafa will be okay when the games, you know, seriously count now in the next coming weeks. And third, you know, they just caught Xavier uh, on a hot streak. Xavier's playing very, very well. They just knocked off Villanova over the weekend, which isn't as huge compliment uh, as an accomplishment this year. But it was a very nice win for them. I think they've won five in a row now, and they're they're ahead of St. John's now in the Big East. They are in third place uh, after the tiebreaker with St. John's at eight and eight. You know, after a three and eight start, I think they had lost six in a row uh, before this five game winning streak. So they've been very streaky this year, and the Red Storm just kind of caught them on an upswing. So maybe when they play them next week, they'll be on a downswing. But you know, for now, they caught Xavier really at the worst possible time. Who knows? You know, they catch Xavier, you know, four weeks, you know, a month ago. Maybe this is a different game, but it was they did catch them really at the worst possible time. So you know, St. John's get bullied in this game terrible on the glass as usual uh you know when they lose a game like this couldn't really seem to get any rebounds out rebounded tonight uh 38 to 22 you know not a whole lot of ball movement for the red storm shimori ponds kind of had another uh, clunker of a game five of 16 shooting only 13 points he did have six assists and four steals lj figueroa led the way with 23 points for the red storm and uh marvin clark had 11 as justin simon had six so you know, for St. John's, though, going forward, the Red Storm are already in the NCAA tournament, I think. I think they've already basically punched their proverbial ticket. I think that 99.9% of analysts and bracketologists and, you know, just fans in general would agree with me that they're in the NCAA tournament. So at this point, they're kind of playing for seeding. And if you follow the bracketology at all, you know that most bracketologists have them in that 8-9 game right now, in that 8-9 range right now, you know, either an 8 seed or a 9 seed. I know uh, Joe Lenardi had them as a 9 seed right now playing Wolford in the first round in his latest bracket. So, you know, for the Red Storm, you want to be as far away from that 8-9 game as possible. And I've said this a few times on Twitter. I said it again tonight. You don't want to be in that 8-9 game. Because if you're in that 8-9 game, yes, your first-round opponent you should be able to beat. You know, St. John's should be able to beat uh, Texas or Syracuse or Ole Miss or Auburn or Wolford, whoever they play in that 8-9 game. I'd like my chances to win that game. I really would. But obviously the only problem is then you're playing a one seed. You know, you're playing Duke. You're playing Kentucky. You're playing Virginia, Gonzaga, UNC, Michigan State. Whoever gets that one seed, you're playing one of them. And I don't think St. John's matches up particularly well against any of those teams. To be honest, not many teams in the country match up very well against any of those teams. That's why that they're one seeds. 
So you don't want to be in that 8-9 game. You want to be as far away as possible from that 8-9 game. And to be honest, as far away as possible as St. John's can get right now is a 6-11 game. That's where you want to be, the 6-11 game. My hope was that they could pull off three straight wins to end the year and then make a nice little run in the Big East tournament, maybe even win the Big East tournament, and then get to that six seed. That's not happening now. And I think at the end of the day now, there's really no chance of them pulling themselves all the way up to a six seed. Because if they're a nine right now, to be honest, even if they win these last two, and even if they win the Big East tournament, I don't think that that's enough to get them all the way up to six. Even a win in the Big East tournament. Or maybe, maybe, I'll, I'll retract that. Two wins and then a win in the Big a, a three wins in the Big East tournament might get you up to a six line, but I really, I don't know, to be honest with you. But that might be the only thing to get you all the way up to a six seed. So at this point, you might be better off falling back to an 11 seed, to be honest with you. Avoid that 7-10 game, too. Avoid a two seed. Go all the way back to a three seed. Here are the three seeds right now. Marquette, who St. John's has beaten twice this season. Purdue, uh, Texas Tech, and Houston. None of those teams terrify me. Not as much as the one seeds, obviously. So if you're an 11 seed, you play a six seed in the first round, you play someone like Buffalo or Louisville or Mississippi State or Kansas State, there's not a huge difference, in my opinion, between those four that I just listed. This is the Joan Lenardi bracket that I'm looking at right now. The six the six seeds that I listed, Buffalo, Louisville, Mississippi State, and Kansas State, I don't see a massive difference between like Wolford and Syracuse and Auburn and Baylor between those teams. Not a huge difference. So if you're if if you can get to that 6-11 game, you might be better off just playing in that game. You know, you might be better off just splitting these last two games, uh, going what what are they now? They're they're 20 and 9 now, going 21 and 10, and then just dropping your first Big East tournament game. I'm not gonna root for that. I'm gonna root for them to win every game. But at the end of the day, it might not be the worst thing in the world to fall back to an 11 seed, to be quite honest. You know, with two games to go now for the Red Storm. I think they'll probably split, to be quite honest, even though they're both on the road. I think that they'll split, and then we'll see where they go in the Big East tournament. But I'm not too terribly confident with their prospects in the Big East tournament because I just don't think that they can win three games in a row. I don't think that they can play well three games in a row. And I again, I'd love to be wrong, but I don't, I don't see them making a run in the Big East tournament. I could see them winning a game. I could see them winning two games, but I don't see them playing well three straight nights against three different teams, you know, coming out and playing their A game because they have not done that all season long in the Big East. So I don't see it starting in the Big East tournament. So if you're not going to win the thing, I'd almost rather you just fall out early and fall back to an 11 seed and play a 6 seed. But, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes. We'll see where the Red Storm go. But I'm not too terribly keen on their prospects now uh, going forward in the Big East tournament. But we'll, we'll see. You know, they, the Big East, the beauty of the Big East this season is that anyone can really beat anyone. You know, we've seen it all season long. Marquette is the only team, I think, that really looks head and shoulders above the rest. But, you know, if you're St. John's and you happen to match up with Marquette, either in the, in the uh, semifinals or the final, I take my chances. They beat them twice. You know, and that's the that's the odd thing about the Big East is I would almost take my chances against any team. And I would almost feel worried about playing any team. You know? I'd take my chances about Marquette, but I would I would certainly feel worried about playing Marquette. I'd certainly feel worried about playing Providence or Xavier or DePaul or Seton Hall or Georgetown or Creighton. 
or, or I like I'd feel worried about playing any team. I'd also feel confident against Providence or Xavier or DePaul or Seton Hall. I'd I'd feel confident against against most of the uh, of the conference. Just been that kind of a weird year for the Big East, but I just don't see the Red Storm playing their A game and playing the level that they need to play to win games three straight games on three straight nights in the Big East tournament. I just don't see it happening. Again, I'd love to be wrong, but I just don't see it happening with this team this season. You know? I'd love to see them make a run in the Big East tournament, but I just don't see it happening. So now, it's all about positioning yourself for an NCAA tournament run. And I think at this point, where you're at right now, where you're in that 8-10 game, you might slide back. I'm sorry. In that 8-9 game, you might slide back to a 10 seed. I'd want to slide back a little bit further to an 11. Because I don't think that they're going to bump their way all the way up to a 6 seed. So I'd rather just fall back now. Let's be an 11 seed and let's take our chances from there. But again, we'll see where it goes. So that's kind of the show for today. I just wanted to do a quick little recap there of the of the loss tonight and, and the uh, the prospects going forward. We will have a full show for you next week. Next week, since there is no weekday game, I'm going to try to do another one of those, those surveys. Uh, I'm going to try to do kind of a season-end survey. There will be one regular season game left for the Red Storm, but I'm going to try to do another fan survey. A fan forum, I think we called it the first time. I'm going to try to do another one of those. So be on the lookout for that coming out early next week, the survey. Uh, please take the survey, and then if you want to weigh in with any of your uh, responses, let me know, either coming on the show or sending or texting in your uh, your thoughts. Definitely let me know. We're going to do that again, uh, hopefully next week, to kind of round out the season. It'll be like a season-end type survey, uh, you know, MVP, biggest moment, things like that, and then obviously uh, prospects going forward in the Big East and NCAA tournaments. So that's going to be our big show. I'm going to try to have a couple, uh, not just one, but a couple guests on for that one as well. So, you know, keep that in the back of your heads. Hopefully uh, take the survey. Hopefully listen to the episode that comes out later next week as well with no weekday game next week. But thank you all for listening to this abbreviated episode and uh, listening to my rambling there for a couple minutes. I hope you all enjoyed it. I hope you all enjoy your weekends very, very well. And I will be back next week with another edition of the Seeing Red podcast. Until then, I will uh, talk to you guys later. Let's go, Johnnies.